listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, Episode 9 on EdReach, A Portal to the Classroom. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, April 23rd, 2011. Ed Gamer is part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. What's M- MMO, Jerry? Massively multiplayer online. Yeah, and we're going to talk about something this week, but it's not so massively multiplayer. Not right now. It's kind of a co-op and thing. Okay, so we'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. And Jerry, give us a little bit about yourself. My name is Jerry James. I'm a visual arts teacher at Schaumburg High School in Schaumburg, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host, and I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Tonight, we are going to talk about a new game that just came out this week called Portal 2. By ourselves, for once. By, it's going to be By weird. ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's <laughs> We don't have a guest. So, uh, we're, yeah, so we're going to talk about this game and its implications in teaching and see if it's something that can be used in the classroom. So, a portal to the classroom. So, first off, um, Portal 2 uh, was just released this past Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, to great fanfare and advertisements, um, did you see any of these ads? I did. I, you know, tell you the truth, maybe it's just because I started looking for them, but um, I haven't seen tons of video games advertised the way that I saw this one. And uh, I saw it on the side of a bus down in the city. I saw mm-hmm. a billboard. Um, yeah. I saw a couple different things. So I was really impressed. Yeah, it, it's gotten a lot of uh, back, I think it was 2007, mm-hmm. when the original uh, Portal came out, and uh, it was critically acclaimed. It was, uh, how would you describe it earlier? It looks like a, a fir- FPS, a first-person shooter. Yeah, it, it looks like, I mean, when you look at the, the cover art, it's marketed like it's a first-person shooter, like, um, you know, robot, kind of robo-wars type, you know, futuristic, um, you know, looks like they have giant laser cannons kind of on their hands. Like, that's the feeling that I got from it. Yeah, and it kind of, you know, of course, we've talked about this before. A lot of the games our students might play would be Call of Duty and and some other games like that with very high-end graphics. And this has the look and feel of something like that in kind of a sci-fi way. Yeah, and, but, and interestingly, on a lot of the advertisements I saw on things like buses, um, they almost had like a, a kind of like a social networking feel to them because it was like uh, it would just say like Portal 2 and it has that little guy, you know, coming out of, he, of a kind portal. Of, yeah, <laughs> out of a portal. It looks like the – like. Um, the guy from like a men's room or something, the like oh, yeah. classic stick figure, yeah. you know, just sticking out. And, and so it wasn't, it, it's interesting to like two totally different advertising campaigns, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the added features portal, the original portal was just a single player game. Uh, and portal two is a single player game, but it's also a co-op game, which means that, uh, Jerry and I would be able to play, uh, at the same time and help each other out. And we'll get into more details on that a little bit later. But we need, I think we need to give a little bit of background on the game. And which I, is 
quite complicated. Yeah, I you know I think you have a better handle of it than I. Being <laughs> so you were on the portal bo- boat first, and you yeah. have, you've dragged me along, and I am now fully immersed. But um, yeah, I think it's... You, you've got a pretty good handle on the situation. So why don't you tell us okay. a little bit about it? Let's try to do this as simple as possible. Um, the this is from Valve, which is associated with, and I'm guessing owned by Steam or Valve uses Steam, the Steam platform, to uh, uh, to sell games and distribute games. And Half-Life and Half-Life 2 are games that uh, used within them, and I'm trying to remember if it was just Half-Life 2, but if they use the portal technology. So um, this is kind of a, uh, you know, part, an, another part or extended version of some of the content from Half-Life. So not really and, a sequel but kind of like a, an extension? An extension, kind of a, um, a side story. Ah. Because this was, in Half-Life, there was a place called Black Mesa, which had some science experiments. And there was also a, another, I guess, project going on. And you said, you, you think you found it, it said Upper Peninsula, Michigan? UP, up in the Upers. Up in the Upers, okay. So uh, there were several projects going on, and you Listeners need to go out, and one of the links will have explanation of of the uh, you know aperture. It's Aperture Laboratories. Aperture mm-hmm. Science is the the name of the company that's running this. They have three different projects. I'll just tell you one, which is the portal. One, <laughs> the two are quite dry sense of humor, and uh, you know could be taken in the wrong way, but it, it's done in a in a crazy way, almost like a Colbert type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's so wrong that you're just like okay it's just it's just <laughs> making fun of it but um the there was a device an ai device artificial artificial intelligence device that was created and the name of that device was called gladys now i'm not going to go into details of of you know what that means but gladys was a artificial intelligence and it was created to test portal devices in competition with the Black Mesa science projects. So I'm sure I'm getting some of this wrong, and I'm sure there's people out there that are going, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> Please, you can comment on it, whatever, but you know, we're going to look at I'm just trying to give a little background here. The um, So it's testing for humans going through these portals, and uh, it's basically it's a puzzle. Mm-hmm. You go from point A to point B, and you use something called a portal uh, device. Uh, portal gun. So, do you want to explain what the portal gun is? Um, if I can, you know, I think from, I mean, from what I understand, it's kind of like a messes with the, you know, time space continuum a little bit. You like punch a hole in the wall, and you have, you, so they have like multiple colored portals, right? And the mm-hmm. the orange or yellow portal is um, where you're going to come out of, or where you walk into, and the blue portal is where you're going to come out of. So you can like right. shoot a portal right. across a room. Walk into your yellow portal, and you'll come out the blue portal. How about this? You're you're looking at a uh, you're looking at a thirty story building, mm-hmm. and you put an entrance portal on at your level on the ground floor, and then you put an exit portal on the thirtieth floor. Mm-hmm. And so when you walk in on that first floor, when you walk through that gate, kind of the portal, you're going to walk out up at the thirtieth floor. Yes. So, which would not be good. No, <laughs> kind of go splat. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's it, it, you have an entrance and an exit, which actually opens up. It's almost like 
3D chess. You know, it's yeah. different levels. It just opens up so many more avenues of creating puzzles of going from point A to point B. And, of course, we're looking at Wikipedia because actually the Wikipedia sites for the original Portal and Portal 2 actually give wonderful demonstrations, not necessarily demonstrations, but graphics of how you can, um, you know, how you go into one portal and come out the other. So the whole purpose of, of GLADIS and the artificial intelligence is to test to see if these, you know, if humans can run through the, the gauntlet, so to speak, and and use the portal device effectively. Mm-hmm. So that's that is the that is the purpose behind the game. I guess we're looking at it in a uh, in a different way. Like I said, Portal the original Portal was a single player game, and which was wonderful. And my my oldest daughters played it, and I've played through it, and it's it's a wonderful game. It really really gets you to think what were some of the skills that is you just started playing it because i got you sucked in what, what were did. some of the things that you see especially on the single player side yeah well i'm playing um so i'm playing portal 2 but i'm playing it in single player thanks to the playstation network um because i chose the ps3 platform um, due to my computer's inability to run the software um and with the ps3 network being down um Actors. yeah i have had to um go at this sort of just at a, a one player dimension and it's still like absolutely fascinating you know as as you run around uh, essentially you know i the only thing that i read in the instruction booklet was like a, a couple basic controls just so that i could figure out you know how i was going to be moving sort of as a first person and um and and to be honest with you they don't leave you a lot else other than that they don't describe you know what the portals do or anything like that too much in the book, at least if they do, I didn't read it. And, um, and yet you, you just kind of start off in the game and they lead you through things, but as they're leading you through things, they also just kind of, you know, drop you on your own. And there's this little, you know, I hesitate to call him a robot, but I don't have anything better to call him. Yeah. You know, another little AI guy, I guess it's kind of like an eyeball that's following you around and gives you a lot of hints. Isn't but he, that Wheatley? Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's it. Wheatley's his name. Yeah, um, but he also leaves you. You know, so there's a certain amount of time where you're just kind of. Uh, I remember the first time I got stuck. I was just like, okay, what do I do now? Did I go too far? Did I not come back? You know, I I can't. I I remember trying like old school antics here. I'm like, how do I jump and grab onto this ledge so I can pull yeah. myself up? You know? Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't. I was like, okay. I imagine if I was stuck in a place where I couldn't go on, the game would probably tell me. So I was like, I was, you know, forced to try to figure out um, how I can do this, and that broke me through to, you know, something that. So what was one of the what was one of the areas? Because it, 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 those that have played Portal and Portal Two, um, Shell is the uh, the female character mm-hmm. from the from the first game, and she's been in. It's not stasis, but kind of a relaxation area for who knows how long. It says in the game, like, you've been asleep for nine, 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 yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. And uh, so she's kind of thrown back into the the testing lab. And the, at least so far from what I've you know seen, the first few levels are basically the original levels. Mm-hmm. Kind of getting you introduced back into the game. 
but it gives a little bit to the storyline. In, in the original game, everything is nice and clean and, and uh, very uh, orderly. Uh, going back into this, uh, there's like vegetation growing through your animals and so something's not right uh something's gone wrong so you kind of go through so what what were part of what was part of the um what was the area that you said hey uh i gotta figure this out and what did you do to finally get past that okay well i was stuck in um to be honest with you i was completely like disoriented in the world that i was in because so much of it is just kind of you know, you take a couple of turns, and then if you, you know, you, you can shoot these, like, portals at free will. So it's not like you have a limited number, you know, you only get, like, five shots or something. So I'm, like, just firing them into walls and walking through it. And, and this was still when I was first getting used to, you know, oh, okay, I walk through the orange one and come out the blue one. I hadn't even really figured that out yet. Yeah. So I'm, like, walking in and out of walls, and suddenly I just have, like, no idea where I'm supposed to be going or what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and I fall off of a little cliff type area. And, um, you know, suddenly I have four walls on each side of me and I can't jump. Uh, well, I can jump, but I, to know you can't get out. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm firing. Jumping. And, and there are certain surfaces that you can like attach a portal to. Right. You know, there's Not every surface. So you can't just right. walk through any given wall. So, right. so I'm like firing at all these surfaces and nothing is happening. And I'm, you know, looking up and down and looking around and looking everywhere. And I can't really find anything that that's going to work here. And, um, and there's a closed portal like below me, um, that I can't get through because you can't get through until you open up a portal. The second one. Right. And I right. can't get anything to stick to this thing. And, randomly, you know, this little sort of screen catches my eye way in the distance and I had to use, you know, like a zoom feature with right. my vision and I just happened to launch, you know, this portal way up there and uh, the one below me opened up and I dropped through and, and there I was right back where I needed to be, you know, in the environment. And yeah. there was like three minutes where I was like, going to turn this off, going to turn this <laughs> off, not happy right now. Yeah. And uh, I had to stick with it and... And it did, and it paid off because then I, yeah. I kept playing, and I, it was a great feeling when I got it. I was like, yes, oh yeah, it's it's. My daughter's had some frustration, and I think anybody that's played a game, myself included, um, you know, it does. It can be frustrating, so it, it it definitely opens up if we're looking, you know, on the single player side for hypothetically for a classroom, um, it's a problem solving. You know, it's it's definitely problem solving. Now. I'm not a science teacher. I'm not a math teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, there is definitely math and science that's involved in this. And I don't know if you've gotten to the point where, um, you know, it's how do I, this is so tough to do in an audio podcast. <laughs> okay, we're at that 30-story building again, mm-hmm. and I'm on the fifth floor, looking down, and I could I can jump out if I add a entrance portal below. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I put an exit portal up at the thirtieth floor. I jump down. Mm-hmm. I jump down and go through the ground. I'm going to shoot out at the thirtieth floor. Right, the and like flying feature. Flying because as I enter the portal at a high speed, I'm going to exit the portal at a high speed. Right. So, have you gotten to some of the points where you figured out how to jump? Yeah, that took a minute, across. and then you know it, it's. It's kind of like along with the problem solving is decision making because I know when you when you get to one of those portals, you also have to 
you know, if you enter it at a high speed, you come out at a high speed, which you needed to do in one of them. But then to get, you know, one of these other cubes, you also had to jump next to the portal first and then go through it so that you were gently let out, not, you know, right. not flying through it. So you have to be able to do both, which right. is, you know, I thought was... And there's cool. multiple, and there's so many multiple factors that they had in They have buttons that you need to press at certain times. They have mm-hmm. these cubes where you need to sit down almost like on a pressure sensor mm-hmm. uh, to release certain things. Um, you know, portals can close uh, if you walk through a certain field, like a state, I don't know, I don't know if you what you would call it like an electrical field of some sort, but it's you're okay. But you're it, what I'm getting at is there's so many different variables that are added into this, whether it's a cube or lasers or buttons. Um, it's it all goes together, and as you go on, more and more is added to it, which makes it more and more difficult. Mm-hmm. So the single player version. Like I was getting at before, the math and science, there's some serious science going on here. Oh, definitely. So, you know, just in just thinking of Newton uh, and physics, you know, of of friction and and, uh, uh, motion and force and all that, it's it's there's a lot there. And it can be looked upon and used, I guess, in that way as as a demonstration. So but that wasn't the single player is not what I was totally excited about for Portal 2 is the co-op. Mm hmm. Which, you know, I game with uh, my friend Justin, which I've talked about before. We enjoy, you know, gaming and and talking about and catching up (laughs) with each other, what's going on in the world. But we like the co-op games. Uh, And this is one that is perfect. So, and you haven't played the co-op yet. No, not yet. And and the co-op is, I'm seeing a lot of different ways that this could be used in the classroom. But the working just... The simple aspect of working together and just from the beginning where one has to do something to help the other to get through from point A to point B and one has to complete a task in order uh, for the other and the other has to do a task after that. It's you need each other mm-hmm. and uh, there's no way the puzzles are set up perfectly that one person cannot complete it. I mean, there's no way. It's right. impossible. So with all those different variations, uh, they've set up a really neat way of of having two people interact and work together. And it's not one of those things that, you know, I'm playing Call of Duty. Okay, you, you put some suppressing fire down. I'm going to circle to the right and circle around and, and flank them. Uh, that's, that's team building. You know, mm-hmm. there's team building there. But this is done in a way where it's not – you're not killing anything. In fact, the the co-op players, one is named Atlas, which is a short, stocky guy, which is, I think, kind of funny. And then Peabody, which as soon as I said that to my fifth grade daughter, she started laughing because, you know, the word <laughs> P, you know, and so then she just started. I laughed too. She's like, you know, I'm thinking Mr. Peabody from like, uh, is that Rocky Bullwinker or something? Uh, you know, the dog or yeah, uh, yeah. one of those cartoons. But uh, so Peabody's a tall, slender robot. So, you're not it's almost like legos you're not killing anything you know you're popping off legos arms mm-hmm. and legs like chewbacca does but it's you know in, in star wars legos this is the same type of thing you're a robot nobody's you know no blood is being shed yeah there's some definitely some dry humor coming from the robots and the ai that interact with you that's about as bad as it gets mm-hmm. um but it's a it's a way for you to have a co-op game that 
is something that you can play with your kids or be brought in the classroom and not have to worry about, um, you know, permission slips or is this appropriate for, you know, school? Yeah. It, it might, in my take on the entire schooling thing is, you know, I think it, in my opinion, it's probably a good idea that even the people, and I know they're teaching to test and doing all these things, but even the people in math and science classes could probably benefit from taking a break every once in a while and doing something that's still problem solving, still team working, still, you know, skill building that's not completely related to something that students are going to find on standardized test later. Right. Um, well, and I mean, if, the, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you're going to be, if you have extra time in a classroom or if you just have a day where kids need a break or you just have something that needs to go on, I mean, I would rather have them playing this than, you know, a simple game they find on the Internet or staring at each other and, you know, flicking pencils at the ceiling. I mean, I think the educational impact might not be specific to, you know, these these things that we're trying, you know, these specific the standards, right? These specific standards, but more just to this is good for your brain. It's good for, you know, co-op is good for, you know, team building skills, and it's great for problem solving. It's a right. great puzzle, you know. If you need well, something, what... and, and it's attractive. Oh, it is, and it's and the kids enjoy it. I mean, it's it's fun for them. It's, um, I remember growing up, there were certain games that. Uh, teachers, parents would say, oh, you need to read books and you need to play certain games. And the first game that, you know, that came, comes to mind is chess. Mm -hmm. You know, ch I mean, yes, math is involved. I mean, you have to think ahead. You're, you're, it's, it's problem solving. Uh, you're competing against somebody. Uh, in this, in this game, you're competing against the game, the artificial intelligence, but, mm -hmm. but it's the same. I think I look at it almost as a modern day chess. So if, if kids are playing chess in your school, then this is something that's comparable that's a little bit more modern. Yeah. And trust me, it is very challenging. Um, chess is a wonderful game. Don't get me wrong. I love chess. But this is a game, um, a modern game, that can be uh, looked upon as, as something very similar. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I was talking to some teachers. We had Institute yesterday. And it just came to my mind because I was seeing some coaches. I said, I said to one of the football coaches, I told him, I said, this would be a great game just for communication-wise between a running back and a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Just to communicate with one another and build that bond. Because I t <laughs> one review I read was, don't play this with your good friends because we'll start cussing at them. <laughs> and, you know, what did you do that for? You know, you get frustrated. Mm hmm but how you get through that is tells a lot about yourself. But it also it's one of those ways that you can build those relationships. Um, I, I was almost thinking of peer mediation. <laughs> we have student peer mediation, so you have two kids that are not getting along; they're arguing with each other. Nice. Okay, you spend thirty minutes playing this game, <laughs> and then you know put them in a padded room. No, I'm just joking. So, uh, but it, it I. I'm coming, like I said, I was just brainstorming, coming up with ways. Now, I do I do have some kids that, you know, might have some issues with each other. I could see where having them sit down and go through this, mm -hmm. struggle a little bit, and working through some of those things. Um, you know, just spending time with somebody 
and getting to know them kind of breaks down barriers too because usually in disagreements it's it's a misunderstanding of some some kind yeah I, yeah i think i think i'm just going to call this like a perfect bridge type game i mean if you consider like edgy games edutainment you know like games that are yeah. specific towards those those core ideas and then you have games that are just completely not made for entertain for education right. i think this really nicely bridges the two because it's attractive enough and it, it does that advertising with you know giant cannons that shoot portals and it's sci-fi so it's exciting and it's attracting but you know it, it doesn't have to be you don't have to be you know like math zapping Four times four equals sixteen. Yeah, I hope it does. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just like it, to me when you go that far into edutainment, you lose so much of the entertainment. You know, you it, a lot of times generalization. You know, ninety percent right. of times, and there are right. a few great, great games like that. But largely, they lose so much of that thing that makes it look like a real game that these kids want to play. And this game right. is perfect. I think right in the middle. I think it's there. Um, I still, I still need to contact one of my uh, teacher friends at the high school, who is a, she's a physics teacher. She's just a, a math science geek and just phenomenal person. And I, I really want to show it to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also talked to our student teacher that's on our team this year, and I'm going to bring it in and kind of show it to her. I, I really want a science and math person to see this mm-hmm. and see if there's. Have them kind of brainstorm and say, "Oh, this would be perfect for you know this, this, and this." Or you know, I was, it's, I was simply thinking, you know, you have certain variables, you have certain things that you need to do, certain steps for each for each level, and I'm wondering if you could turn that into a mathematical equation. But that is way over my head, <laughs> and far and, over mine as well. And, it, and and some of the things that you have to do, especially with the with the co-op, there's a lot of steps. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of steps and things that have to be done. So, but like I said, I don't have the math mind. I don't have the science mind. I really want, I really wish the science and math teacher could look at this and say, hey, you could use it in this way and show it as a demonstration. So I think making a list of different um, ways this game can be used, I think that's something that needs to be done. And uh, I, I think, I, I know we're going to have some links uh, to the podcast. Uh, that talks about it, um, and you, you put what was the first link that you put on there? Something required reading. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a link to a MSN article in their technology section, and it was um, required reading. I'll read you the first sentence: "Portal to be required reading at school." Wabash College is officially one of the coolest schools I know of. This is not my opinion. I <laughs> don't see the author's name, but uh, freshmen attending the small liberal arts men's college located in Crawfordsville, Indiana, will be required to play the game Portal as part of a new course that begins this spring. They'll have to both attend and pass this course if they want to graduate. So this is wow. everyone in the school. Not just a gamer class or something. No, like is this that. the original portal? This is the original portal. So this is a few, okay. few years back, and I apologize. I'll give credit to the author. It was Winda with a W. Winda ben, Benendetti. So that okay. was her article. Yep, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, how cool! I mean, that to think that a college can say that you know, like, okay, everybody's got to go through portal class. To, yeah, you wonder what 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 learning outcomes they're looking for. But I, I can definitely see it as the the problem solving and thinking, mm-hmm. solving a series um, of puzzles. Um, and you got to be pretty, you got to be somewhat intelligent to to go through some of these things. I mean, I felt my friend, <laughs> my friend Justin's 
he's you know he's one of my smart friends and uh and and, and jerry you're in there too so oh, thanks, uh, no but he's he's one that i've known for a very long time and is is he's got that you know college bowl uh you know scholastic bowl mm-hmm. he's he's very intelligent i'm bragging on him <laughs> but you know last night we're playing this and going through the puzzle and uh i'm like why don't we try this this and this and He's like, oh, I didn't even think about it. I was like, you you don't have to make me feel better. Because <laughs> normally he's coming up with, you know, all the different ways of doing something. And so it, it different uh, – what I'm finding is that different ways of, of viewing uh, the game can be, you know, can be very helpful. It's all – you could have different types of learners, but um, you need to be pretty intelligent to go through this. And – it's really nice, especially the co-op, because you could have some brainiac kids uh, or people, but it might take somebody that might have to think outside the box a little bit in oh, order yeah. to solve it. So, and let's you know, let's be honest, we we've only even scratched the surface of the learning that can that can come from this game because we haven't even talked about the modding and the source, you know, and 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 you know, making your own the the possibility of making. You know, people's own levels and own challenges. You know, is that, like did that. you see that in the the source code, or is that something you were seeing? That's yeah, that's something that I was seeing. Is that it is? Um, it will be available now. I'm trying to figure out where exactly I saw it. Let's see if I can bring it up again. So I lost it. <laughs> but that was one thing that we've talked about in the past. That mm-hmm. uh, Valve and and their SDK. Um, source you know code development kit whatever it, it's they release that and you can come up with uh different maps now i know they have a game called team fortress mm-hmm. and people come up with maps and uh you know counter-strike is another one so the valve loves doing open source type of of projects to where people can create and that builds a, a really nice community uh, and builds a good good relationship with uh, some of your you know customers yeah, it really gets them involved. So yeah, I I could see that happening where people are creating their own um, own puzzles. Yeah, that could be that could be really cool. So the platforms. This is what's very interesting is that it's a, it's a PC, mm-hmm. it's a Mac, mm-hmm. it's a PS3, mm-hmm. and it's a an, an Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm if like Justin and I, he's on a PC, I'm on a PC, we can co-op together. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're on a Mac and I'm on a PC, you can still co-op. Mm-hmm. If I'm on a PC and you're on an Xbox 360, I do not you think cannot. You, you cannot co-op. No. But I, I think because Microsoft, um, I don't know, they they have their own my, games live, uh, you know, feature. Yeah. Where you can, there's some games that they they use that with, and I guess PlayStation, Sony's like said, okay. Steam, uh, Valve, uh, will work with you. So you got that? You got the PS3 disc. I did. And what's uh, what does it have you do? You know, I was I was pretty happy because when I got the PS3 disc, um, inside is a bunch of information, and the first thing is linking your PlayStation Network account to a Steam account, which okay. you can do. So there's a Steam overlay in the game, which is really accessible. You just hit the select button anytime during it, and you can connect to Steam. Um, there's a cloud-based saving system. So oh, I can, that's nice. Yeah, I can save, and then um, they also give you a digital copy, um, essentially just a code for a digital copy 
um, on your PC or Mac. So I can install it on my PC or Mac. I can pick up now, my know, game right from there. Do you know why they do that or how they do that? Why or how they do... How they can do that. Uh, I'm, 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 I have the... I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot on this. You but have I mean, the answer? Yeah, I do because... So, Sam, it, of many, many questions to put you on the sorry. spot, and I'm going to know the answer. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Who won I, the World I, Series getting, in 1962? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm feeling very comfortable with you now as we you know, work together, so I can just kind of give you a... No, it's it's um, Steam. The wonderful thing about Steam is that I can load it on as many computers as I want. Okay. I only have one account, so I can only be logged in in one account. So if I'm on the PlayStation and have uh, Steam connected and I'm playing this game, if I loaded up my Mac or PC that had that same copy, I would, it would log me out, and then essentially you can only be on one at a time. Mm-hmm. So you can load it on as many computers as you want. So I can go to all the computers in my household, load um, Portal 2 on it, uh, and have it on each of my computers, but I can only play one at a time because I only have one license for it, and I'm only logged in at one computer. Right. So that's how they can do that. So that's, but that that is a great selling tool. Yeah, because it allows you to put it on multiple, uh, on multiple devices. Yeah. So I wonder if I buy the PC version if it has the PlayStation version on there too. I don't know. When you bought the PC version, did you buy oh. a disc? Yeah. It, well, I, it was downloaded from Steam. So yeah, I don't know if you See, can. That's a good question. If you can download, you bought the disc. You have the PlayStation Three disc, but it mm-hmm. only gave you the code, right? Um, I have the yes. It gave me the code to it didn't download. Give you, Okay. Yeah. And so uh, it was the interesting part is PlayStation Network also offers several games by download, but this was not one of them. So right. I would have thought, you know, working with Steam, maybe that was something they could have worked out. But I'm know. actually glad since I still can't sign into my PlayStation yeah. Network because yeah. So it, it's you would still have to download it. It's not physically on the PlayStation disc. There's not a Mac and PC version no. on the disc. It's just a code. No, it okay. asks you to go to Steam and yeah. download. Okay, so that that makes it that makes sense. So that's so many different platforms, many different ways to connect mm-hmm. uh, over multiple platforms. I think that's really nice. I think Microsoft is probably going to have to. I don't know. Maybe oh. they just don't want to play that game. Imagine the imagine the extension now of <clears throat> how big you know. I, th- I think the PlayStation Network's like some seventy million people or something like that. Is it that big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been looking up all this stuff to figure out when it's going to be back. Because. But here, but Xbox Xbox is supposed to have Xbox Live is supposed to have a much larger community. Uh, PlayStation Network. I'll, I'll see if I can find the exact number, but I am almost positive that I saw today something like seventy million people. Wow. Um, so I know because Xbox. I mean, that's that's their whole thing is that Xbox Live um, is much larger, and it's a much better system mm-hmm. than I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, so uh, one sixty-nine million registered PlayStation Networks accounts worldwide. Huh. So yeah, so my point was, I mean, yeah, that's great. Seventy million people playing on PlayStation Networks, but now if you're going to also combine that into everything that Steam has and all of the PC networks, you know, and Mac networks, then you got you got a real big connection there. Yeah, that's that is true. So they're. I guess they're missing out a little bit, unless that's something they're doing down the road. I don't know. Right now, they're not missing out at all, since people are still hacking. Station <laughs> Network. If you, if you yeah. sensed my anger towards this. Yes. So I know that we have um, 
so we have some articles about the game and how it's being used. Mm-hmm. Some random links there. We have some YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the one that kind of gives a background story, which is pretty in depth. I mean, it, it's it's a pretty deep. Story. It, it could be a book. I mean, it's kind of a dry sense of. It's almost a Monty Python esque, you know, style. Yeah. Um, and that's for me. That's funny. I. I <laughs> I enjoy that. Um, do we? I, I think that's about it. I think so. <laughs> you know, stop there. Um, <laughs> no, there's there's some good ones in there, and I would you look through them too. But there's also one about a, a kid that faked that his teacher was canceling class for the portal to launch, and then it went like crazy viral on a website that this guy was canceling class for a portal to launch, and then the kid How had to come know? forward. How did they know that I was going to be? Oh, sorry. What? Nope. Go ahead. No. <laughs> oh, how do they know that you? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, I caught it. Yeah, I got. Yeah. I see what you're doing there now. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't miss <laughs> it in school. I just stayed up late, uh, as, as did some of my students. Which that's the that's another thing that I I do have a few students that um, I know own the game, and I could throw it to them and say, hey, here, you know, just a little side note, what are some science and math skills that could be you know taught using this? They're you know put it put the onus on them. Have yeah. a little student-driven uh, creation, and uh, that's awesome. I think two that's... that I'm thinking of that they could definitely do that. They could definitely do that. Do we want to say anything about next week? Next week, big week. Thursday. Uh, well, we'll be joined well, by recorded. a guest on Thursday evening. Yeah, um, Dr. James Paul G. Who's that? Oh, well, he writes books. <laughs> On a subject we're familiar with. It's on the with. internet? Is it like little internet books? It's not little internet books. No, they're real published pieces of paper bound together. Bound together. And, mm-hmm. and wow. He's uh, like published. Yeah, quite a bit about the world of gaming and education. Does a lot of really, really amazing research. And, uh, you know, very, I, I guess, um, we've had a little bit of everybody. We've had a lot of people that worked in schools. We've had some people that were really into the gaming side. We've had some people that were really into the scientific end of it. And then, you know, he's kind of like, um, let's see, I guess uh, from the, you know, higher education standpoint of somebody that does a whole lot of research about gaming and education. And I think you find a lot of his ideas, um, you know, are are being used commonly placed. They're very helpful in deciphering the field. So when I... uh was working on my master's degree in instructional technology and design mm-hmm. and using, you know, as part of my project was um, educational gaming. You know, there were certain names that constantly came up mm-hmm. and I was researching and c- trying to come up with academic uh, papers uh, of research. And yeah. one of them was James Paul G. Yeah. Uh, pretty consistently, mm-hmm. pretty consistently that came up. He's, he's done, you know, he just did a recent post on the Huffing, uh, recent, you know, writing on the Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also on PBS um, on a digital, yeah. uh, kind of a digital commentary on in schools. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we are very excited. Yeah, it should be fantastic. I know he's, you know, he, and in that Huffington Post article, mentioned a lot about one of your favorite programs. Uh, civilization. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. that could be quite interesting. You know what? Hey, last thought here. Mm-hmm. Um Listeners out there, if you have questions that you want, oh, this would be cool. Be asked, yeah. if you get where I'm going here. Yes, if you have questions that you would like to have us ask, uh, Doctor G, then uh, once you tweet us or um, send us, you know, put some comments on the website, 
Um, Z Gilbert at you know I'm at Z Gilbert on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Jerry, I'm G James two one one. Yeah, I think that would be kind of a neat thing if we could get some questions asked, and and we still need to set up that outline. And I, I would really want to see what he wants to. You know, it's like, what do you want to talk about, Mister G? <laughs> <laughs> what well, would you like to talk about? Yeah, what would you like to talk about? And then we can go from there. So, uh, be quite interesting. So. Mm-hmm. Anybody out there that has questions for the uh, for Dr. G, and then any questions about Portal Two, mm-hmm. let us let us know if you have ways that you use it, or know of any ways that other people use it. Give us a holler. Holler. Please do. Yes, please, please. Our two listeners out there. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Even though I think I said that five minutes ago. I think that's it. You've taken up two hours of my Portal Two time today, so oh, I'm goodness. ready. I'm ready to be done with this. Get your network back. back online, and then we can play. You know what? This is this is not my fault. This is the fault of bored people with with angst. Yes. And, and actually, I'm just assuming it's a. I'm not throwing out any names because it's unproven. But okay. assuming it's a, it's a takedown and not just a a normal malfunction because usually 70, 70 million people networks don't go down for two days because of because no. a server burned up. So. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast. Please follow us at edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and posts on the EdReach network. Have a great week. Drink your milk. It's good for you. It's good for you. Play Portal 2. Play Portal 2. Bye-bye. <laughs>